0: Welcome to the Let'sy Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, and welcome to the Let'sy Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to discuss courage in your job search and in your career. This is such an important topic. I don't care what stage you are within your career you're going to need to have courage if you want to live a meaningful life and have an awesome career. Today, I brought on Chris McWiggin, founder of Professional Courage. In founding Professional Courage, Chris translated 15 years of corporate success into a targeted mission, empowering high professionals to step up and stand out in the marketplace. Chris is distinguished as a board-certified coach with 200-plus hours of training alongside some of the industry's top experts. She also holds a prestigious ACRW designation, Making her one of only a handful of Academy certified resume writers across the globe to also hold an MBA. With a brand formed by courage and constancy, Chris uses her own story to guide clients and audiences to success in an ever changing job market. So, as you can see, Chris is just going to be amazing. And this episode is really going to help you take control of your career and boldly move forward. So, let's launch right into it with our 159th episode of the Career Warrior podcast. All right, Chris, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing just great, Chris. How are you?
0: Awesome. You know, that intro was a mouthful for me. I should have practiced it a few times. So hopefully you bared with me me there.
1: You know what? You got my last name pronounced correctly. So that was the hardest part. You're good.
0: (laughs) It is hard. Like, I'm glad I asked you. It's McWiggin. My name is not the easiest to spell either. It's Villanueva. Most people want to say Villanueva. It's important to get names done. I'm glad I got that at least right.
1: Yes. And we both have easy first names. So I guess that counts for something.
0: (laughs) I love it. So Chris, I wanted to hear your story about courage. I think I just really loved hearing you talk about that. I think it was inspiring for me. I think it's going to help set up some context for this episode. But tell us your quitting story. I just think that's so inspiring.
1: Sure. So it actually goes all the way back to um, about 10 years before I quit. I worked in healthcare administration. I was a project manager. I did a lot of operational performance improvement projects, things of that sort. And I was in my mid-20s and sort of had a quarter-life crisis and suddenly realized, you know, I'm not really sure what I really want to do with my life and how I can find fulfillment. And I went through this somewhat self-guided career discovery process and realized that my true passion was around helping other people figure out their potential and pursue that potential. And so I had discovered all of this in my mid-20s, but was a little bit afraid of failure at that point in my life and was getting ready to start a family and all of these different things. So while I knew what my dream was, I kind of put it into a nice little box and up onto a shelf and went on about my career. So I was able to get increasingly responsibility in the roles that I held, bigger office, bigger paycheck, and was kind of living my life. I had two beautiful children by then and then unfortunately had gone through a divorce. And so my fear of failure professionally had been decreased and i found myself about 10 years later in a space where fortunately my children were a little bit better able to take care of themselves you know they could go to the bathroom on their own so my personal life had stabilized and i looked around and thought my god like i'm coming to work every day and i'm making money and i'm doing a good job but i'm still not finding that fulfillment and it has been a decade since i discovered what i really wanted to do and so why am i not out there doing it and you know, I spent every day telling my team members and my friends and college, you got to go after what you love. You've got to really, you know, find your purpose. And I was just heading to office every Monday for my safe little paycheck and ultimately decided, you know, enough was enough. And I had first set the stage, you know, talked with my now husband and had set the stage to actually leave in September. This was early spring. It was about March. And, you know, I was going to set this runway where I was going to save money and get everything ready so it could be the perfect exit. And on a serendipitous afternoon in the middle of March, I had had a few different conversations that sort of set my mind thinking that morning. And I sat down with a colleague and longtime friend of mine and began discussing this idea. And she looked at me and said, well, what are you, you, know, you going to wait for in September? What will be different then? And I thought to myself, I guess nothing. It'll just give me more time to talk myself out of it. And I stood up out of my chair and I said, I, I have to quit my job. I, you know, walked down the hall and I told my boss that this was gonna be my four weeks' notice and then I needed to leave. And you know, their response was like, What's happening? Who, you know, who recruited you? What do you need to stay? And I was like, Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go home to my kitchen table. And they were like, What now? And I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna do something for myself, I'm gonna figure my life out. And so I worked out my last four weeks there and then returned to my house. Probably spent a good the next four weeks sort of just mourning my identity, kind of sitting at the kitchen table. Like, what did I just do with my life? And, you know, all these people used to think that I was an expert and now no one does. And I'm just sitting here wondering what to do. And then, you know, slowly sort of pulled myself together and decided that it was time to give myself the same advice that I would be giving my clients and kind of grew from there. It was an unexpected shape. I'm sure that my husband was quite shocked when I came home from work that day.
0: Oh, my gosh. And that's amazing. And I'm wondering if you ever had a moment after when you actually quit or gave your notice when you were like, oh, no, I should not have done that. This was a big mistake or any moments of doubt there.
1: You know what? Fortunately, those moments of doubt didn't set in until it was too late to go back, right? So those first four weeks, I was, you know, when I was living out my four weeks, I was feeling really confident about my decision. And, you know, you kind of go through that process of starting to separate and say goodbye to, you know, this place that I've worked for and start to transition to other individuals to take over those responsibilities. And so those feelings of, oh my gosh, what just happened? And, and potentially, oh, no, is it too late to go back? Didn't start to set in until months later. And by then, whether it be pride or just logistically, I wasn't able to turn around and go back. I was able to just kind of sit still and, and sit in that uncomfortable space until I knew what to do and begin to you know, plant those marketing seeds, if you will, before things picked up.
0: Yeah. And that's amazing. And I think for listeners, there are so many who are probably going through the same thing or want to do that, but they're afraid of the repercussions. And That's why I open up with that story is because I think you're such a great example of, you know, someone who decided to make that leap and now you are affecting more lives, living a more fulfilling career in life. And so I don't do these things to give people false hope or, you know, to get people excited. No, I just think that's the honest truth is most people who are going through a situation like that really need to seriously consider making that change, which is really what this episode's about.
1: I think it's really about living your authentic life and whatever that looks like for you, having the courage to kind of step in and harness that fear to move forward.
0: I love that. So why is courage such an important topic for job seekers? And so that's what this episode is about. I want to hear from you how professional courage can come in handy.
1: Sure. So I fundamentally believe that people are making decisions in their life to act based on fear or lack thereof. And they're making decisions to not act based on fear, right? Right. The reality is I could have started my business and been much further ahead had I done it initially during that quarter life crisis, but was too afraid. Ultimately, when I decided to take the leap, you know, the number one thing I would say about that is I should have done it earlier, which I know many of us feel about a lot of things in our lives, right? Like I waited too long or I, you know, what was stopping me? Well, I was stopping me. And so I think that fear is such a prominent factor in our lives, but it's so rare that we stop to just say, you know where is this resistance coming from am i afraid of the financial aspect of the uncertainty of the isolation you know where exactly is that and and when you really get down to it is it a legitimate fear or is it coming from an irrational place and so stepping forward and having a level of what i call professional courage being willing to really stand across from that fear and analyze it so that you can figure out how to step through it is such a critical piece to make sure people are constantly moving forward rather than just kind of settling into the status quo
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I was thinking about, you know, parallels in my own life when I also made the decision to quit my restaurant job to, you know, become a full-time entrepreneur. I couldn't really break it down to one thing. I think it was several things that were stopping me from doing it at once, one being financial motivations or the financials and things like that. But, you know, I think that really when I put it to the forefront, I didn't journal, but I talked it out loud in long car drives and things like that. And I think when I brought it to the forefront, it made it a lot easier to be self-aware and say hey, listen, these are the things that are stopping me. Maybe I need to consider them, but maybe I need to consider them as not that big of a deal to to why I should not make the leap.
1: I would just clarify, I don't think that it's not that it's a big deal. It's that it's not insurmountable, right? So our fear is very real. It's our natural response to try to stay away from fear, but it's not insurmountable.
0: Right, absolutely. And so, so Chris, launching into the heart of the podcast here, what is step one when it comes to developing professional courage, as you call it, Is it, like you said, just bringing it to the front and kind of realizing what these things are, where your fear is coming from? What's step one, in your opinion?
1: So I actually think that people can most succeed in their career and otherwise by having a really strong sense of their values, kind of conducting a self-assessment. So knowing what's important to you and what your negotiables and non-negotiables are is a critical factor in making values-based decisions throughout your career, right? This is how we can choose something Beyond just saying this one happens to pay more than another, which is how most people make a decision about the next step in their career. And so I think that taking the time to do a self assessment of those values, and it can be informal or formal, there's lots of tools out there online. Uh, We work with our clients through a values vault process that basically just identifies what are the things external to you and internal to you that you find fulfilling. And once you have a sense of the tasks and functions that you most enjoy and the places you enjoy performing them, And the type of attributes you currently embody or hope to embody in the future, why it is that you work, that information helps to really set the foundation to make a lot of solid decisions. Because then even as I am afraid to make a choice, if I know it is based on my values and foundation, I'm more willing to take that risk because it's going to lead me to a good place.
0: That's fantastic. And at the time when you quit yourself, did you know what your values were or this was this kind of a discovery process?
1: I knew what my overall mission and purpose was, which was that I wanted to unleash the potential of other people. And if I wanted to do that, how could I not walk the talk? I wasn't as clear about the individual values that I hold or what aspects of running the business I was going to enjoy the most. I was very, very confident that the best way for me to help bring others to their max potential was to step into that myself.
0: You know, I'm thinking about my story. And also, I think when it comes to think of it, I think I was in my mid-20s or maybe early 20s when I made the leap. But yeah, like having that strong sense of values could have been so important. And I know that right now my values really have solidified over the time of me working with Let's Eat Grandma, knowing that I, too, want to really help people, you know, unlock their best potential as well as it pertains to resumes and helping people get noticed and things like that. And one other thing that I really valued, like I should have known this more than ever, is I valued my own personal schedule, mental health, energy and things like that. And I feel like I wasn't getting as much of it when I was in that other position versus now, just because, you know, the sporadic nature of working in a restaurant, which is what I was doing before, it's way different. You know, I think had I looked back and realized that that was one of my values is my own personal health and exercise and fitness and things like that, I think I probably would have quit a lot sooner.
1: Well, and I think if you are able to articulate your purpose at that level, it becomes something you're willing to fall on the sword for, right? So I reached a point where I was so clear about my mission and values that if I had quit my job and failed, that would be okay. To me, that was less scary than never trying at all, than not even being willing to step forth authentically and live that, you know, try that value or try to live my life for purpose. And so I think that it, you know, you sort of move yourself into a stage of being comfortable with fear because you become more afraid of not doing it and not trying and putting yourself out there.
0: Yeah. And so Chris, I think a lot of this episode has been about, you know quitting your job. And I don't want to make this episode out to be completely about that. You know, Perhaps we have some people who just want to move on and advance within their careers. Do you have any advice or tips, specifically people who want to move up and get promoted?
1: Absolutely. So certainly, as we've just talked about, I think you need to know why it is you want to move up and be promoted, right? So it's not just about like, oh, I just found out that we're adding to our family or we want to buy a new house, so I need to go out and make more money, right? It needs to be What is it that you want to do? What is motivating you to want to step to that next level and advance yourself and why it is that you're uniquely qualified to do that thing, right? Part of the value is that you're better equipped to articulate what's important to you and why you're so great at it. So the values kind of lend itself straight into the work that you do and our team does around resume writing so that you know which of those skills that you really want to highlight, both verbally and certainly on paper and on LinkedIn and so forth. And so being able to express to yourself and others why it is that you're ready for that next step and what you're going to bring to that table is critically important. And also being willing to step at the table before you might think it's time. I think that changing your career or starting a business is a lot like having children where everyone says like, well, if you waited until you had enough time and money, you would never do it. That applies to career change as well. If you wait until you feel 100% confident that you're ready for the next step, you will never ever go because there's not 100% certainty in anything. And so being willing to kind of, as I say, you know, sit down at the table before you're ready or before there's a place there for you, I think can help spark people's advancement faster than if they sit around waiting until they feel comfortable enough to do so.
0: Yeah, and I love that. And a second, I wanna ask about these tough conversations to have that might help move your career forward. I think your opening story is a great example of that. But just one more thing on values just because I don't think we can talk enough about it. I think these exercises are great and I want to hear kind of we'll probably link some examples in the description of this podcast episode. What are some practical ways I guess to get clear about values? What's what have been your most favorite ways to do that?
1: Sure, it's incredibly simple. It's a process, but you can do so very easily and on your own without any tools. So the next time that you are having an intentional conversation with a friend or you're sitting at lunch or on a Zoom call talking with someone, it's a conversation that you feel willing to be authentic and a bit vulnerable in to be able to say, Hey, I want to kind of see some trends in what's happened in my career or what I think is important. Would you be willing to have a discussion with me about that? Sure. Okay, great. You don't have to be talking to a coach. You have that person start to ask you about what your favorite aspects of your career have been. What's the last project you worked on that you felt incredibly fulfilled? When was the last time that you felt that you were in the zone at work? And someone as an objective party listening to those answers can quickly kind of jot down the themes they hear in what you're saying. I believe it's akin to when you have someone interpret your dreams, right? To us, like I wake up and I'm like, I don't know. I kept running and running and running. What did it mean? And my husband's looking at me. He's like, you're obviously chasing after something. And I'm like, oh. So when we're inside of ourselves, it's incredibly hard to hear how obvious it is The things that we bring up, you know, if if my peer was talking with me and they just talked excessively about the relationship building aspect of things and how much they loved bringing people together and collaborating, you know, team building is obviously something important to them, but they may be so inside of who they are and what they do every day that it's harder for them to see. So I would say the simplest idea is sit down and have a conversation with someone or record yourself talking about what you like about your job or your life. And then listen back for some of those main themes and trends that come forward.
0: Yeah, it's so funny how many times I've had those aha moments or those revelations from having actual discussions with other people. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just psychological. But, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking and keeping things trapped in my head. But once I actually articulate them, it's the weirdest thing or bounce ideas off of someone else. It's almost like the realization doesn't come until it leaves my mouth or something like that. So
1: Yeah, it's very hard for us to think objectively about our subjective selves.
0: Yeah. So great. You know, values are, I think, just such a great, important topic. I'm glad we hit upon that. I'm imagining some people right now who I think the hurdle, the biggest hurdle that they might have in professional courage or moving forward in their career might be physical conversations, whether it's that quitting conversation with their boss or that discussion with the supervisor that they think they're ready for promotion or something like that. What advice would you give for that person who's just having a hard time working themselves up for those conversations?
1: Um, So number one, I would say be advised for job seekers or career advancers, anyone looking to have a critical conversation that it's not wizardry to know about career management. Right. We didn't go to like some sort of special school where we learned all the special conversations to have. You and I, Chris, know and because we see it and feel it and work with people every day that these are just human conversations. Because they carry the weight of our careers on them, people seem to think that there's a right and a wrong way to do so. And so I often tell people, let's say, for example, you're trying to network or just sit down and have a conversation with your boss about how you're not sure as to the next step to take or, you know, you're interested in taking on some more projects, whatever that may be. You know, Well, how would you have that conversation with a friend, with a family member? You know, if I ran into someone at a grocery store I hadn't seen in five years, what would I say to him or her? And then that's the same conversation I would have if I'm trying to reach out to someone on LinkedIn that I haven't talked to in several years, right? When it comes to having a conversation, though, about you know specifically wanting to get it promoted or advanced within your organization, you know that does require preparation. It's not that you need to know exactly what to say; it's that you need to know what the basis for that conversation is. Again, someone walking into my office saying that they'd like a raise because their wife is pregnant isn't going to motivate me. You come into my office and tell me. This is the ROI, the return on investment I've brought to the company. These are the projects I've worked on. And here's the performance that I've brought forward. This is, you know, for example, the market rate right now. And so here's why I feel like I have a strong foundation for wanting an increased salary. That's a conversation to be had.
0: Yeah, it's almost like any negotiation, if you will, is just coming as prepared as possible by doing your research. Because if you just go in blind, not really having any sort of structure, then it's gonna make that a tough conversation. And I always have a much easier time when I do my homework anyway. So,
1: yes, <laughs> absolutely.
0: So great. Any, I'm trying to think of any like, I wouldn't say psychological tricks or anything like that. I know you may not be about that, but any, I guess, exercises you might have to warm or relax people before that moment?
1: Sure. I think you have to get yourself to that calming place. I'm a big fan of two things. One is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Empowering Questions from Tony Robbins world-renowned motivational speaker, and now he's gotten into some financial advising place. But in any event, Tony was a big promoter of having empowering questions and also the fact that our emotions drive our emotions. And so I think that getting to a place where you're asking yourself very positive questions on a daily basis, you know, sort of our brains are robots, they're machines, they are built to answer questions. So whatever question you ask, they're going to find an answer, even if you're not actively thinking about it. So if I wake up and having a hard time with my kids and I think, oh, what could go wrong today while I'm getting ready in the morning, my brain is going to start to figure out what could go wrong today and sort of set that mindset trajectory into a negative place. If instead I wake up each morning and I say, how can I live courageously today? My brain, my subconscious is trying to find answers to that question throughout the day. And so I think the questioning on a regular basis is a really great way to get people to a more powerful place. And then shortly before the conversation, I think, you know, you can't say enough about sitting still, taking some grounding breaths, putting yourself in a place of peace and, you know, thinking about the last time that you felt very powerful or very confident. The last time that you stepped through your fear and had a really positive result can really kind of, again, help to sort of bring your body back to that place of thinking like, okay, this is not a big deal. It's going to go well and sort of make sure that you're stepping in with confidence to start the conversation.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And some of it is psychological, right? Like the, where you are in that moment in time. And I do remember that Tony Robbins, uh, empowering questions. And I think the times when I practiced it, it actually does work. We are wired to want to answer those questions. And so I think asking the right ones can have a really powerful effect. So Chris, I want to switch gears real quick, just to change up the context a little bit about professional courage and what it means There are obviously many folks who are uncertain about the economy right now, what we're going through, some who have even lost their jobs. I think professional courage is more important now than ever. So what would you tell these people in regards to professional courage?
1: I think, you know, one I alluded to before, which is to step to the table before you think you're ready. Right. This is a time where a lot of people need a job today. And so you will do yourself a disservice by feeling the panic and starting to go for jobs that are below where your qualifications sit. And in fact, in many cases get rejected from even just the application process because they can clearly see that you're overqualified. And so it's not like an ace in the hole. What I see is people doing that and then feeling discouraged about their overall search because they're thinking, I can't even get a job you know, answering phones at a call center. Well, that's not what your resume and your brand is all about. So making sure that you're continuing to pursue opportunities at the level that you can bring value, I think is important. And now more than ever, connection and support is crucial. Not only is our country going through our unprecedented pain, and you add on to that the amount of social unrest, but we're so disconnected from one another. So I think now is a great time to make sure that people are really taking seriously the concept of building their own new sort of personal board of directors. You should have a group of people, a group, not a single role model, a group of people that you can seek advice from and go to when you're looking for encouragement and support and, you know, guidance along the way. And I think that that, you know, everyone needs their own entourage essentially. And underestimating the power of an entourage during this difficult time, particularly if you are unemployed, can really kind of again, it, it sort of sets your mind into that downward spiral and it's much harder to come out of. As opposed to, oh, I'm starting to have a rough day. I'm going to reach out to a member of my support system, have them help me get back on track or recognize that maybe today's a day I shouldn't think about my job search and I should focus on some other things to get myself that rest I need so that you can come back and stay powerful as opposed to, you know, mentally going off the deep end and then being stuck in that negative place for weeks that can really take away time that could be better spent networking and getting out there to really drive your search.
0: Yeah. And that's a really good point. And I'm glad you talked about just rest and making sure that we are, you know, able to have that foundation. And some people would even say that that is what comes first before, you know, things like gratitude, courage, and all these other values. And would you agree with that? Or would you say that that's false?
1: I think every individual has a different prioritization of their values. What I would say is that for an individual like myself, I'm very results-oriented. I'm very high-functioning. I want to be going, going, going all the time. And so for me, it is courageous to sit still. I, I have to remind myself that patience is an action. And so I think that to me, courage is so embedded in almost every single thing we do. It's a matter of being in parallel or in alignment with pursuing those other values as opposed to being higher than one or the other.
0: That's a great answer. And that was very subtle there. But I like to, you know, always subtly play devil's advocate to get the best (laughs) answers for my guests. So um,
1: I'm glad it worked.
0: (laughs) It did. And like we had another guest who talked about, you know, negotiation and really brought into my mind about what negotiation meant. I think you can definitely apply the same thing to courage. And it is courageous to sit still sometimes and to do those sorts of things. So, Chris, you've been such a fantastic guest. I can't thank you enough for being on the show so far. just want to hear before we go into your final words of advice and hearing more about you, if there's anything else left on the table that we can't miss in regards to professional courage.
1: You know, again, I think it's not ignoring the fear. It's not trying to tell ourselves the fear isn't real. It's harnessing the power of that fear To really build the life that you've imagined that I think is so critical to allow us to, again, step into our authentic self and see all the opportunities that come forward from that. And so I would say, again, waiting until you feel comfortable with something or you think it's time, the time is now. The fear is not going to go away. You need to figure out a way to leverage the fear and make that part of the momentum.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's that feeling of uncomfort feeling that I'm very, very familiar with. I think that we...
1: I think every entrepreneur is, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes too much. Sometimes too much, but we deal with it. One of my favorite questions to ask to round things out is if you can tattoo one encouraging message for every job seeker, what would that message be?
1: To be fearlessly authentic.
0: Be fearlessly authentic. I love it. I'll consider that actually for myself. I think that that's something that I could. I would love seeing for myself. I'm hoping one day I'll actually get like a screenshot or a picture of some job seeker who actually ends up tattooing themselves, something right. that our guest <laughs> said. <laughs> and I can see that being one, be fearlessly authentic. I love it.
1: Well, I feel like it's nice and short for a tattoo as opposed to a long-winded mission statement, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I really think that the more we step into who we are, the stronger we are and the more impact we can make on other people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's not just self-serving to be fearlessly authentic. You are right. That's a good point is we help and we support others. And think about entrepreneurship. Think about what you and I are doing. We have to go through fear very often, but oftentimes it's to help and serve others and to build something that is going to make an impact. So if that's another value that's important to you, I would use that as motivation to go forward and be fearlessly authentic. I think that's it. Well, Chris, I have enjoyed this conversation so much. You were a fantastic guest just want to hear more about how we can find out about you. And I'm sure you're on LinkedIn and all those other social media platforms.
1: Absolutely. So folks are more than welcome to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And we also have a careercourage.com site and career courage is located on LinkedIn as well. And so that's the best place for people to follow if they just want some ongoing information about bringing courage to your career and those overall advancement tips. So you're welcome to connect with me directly on LinkedIn or on LinkedIn. You can follow Career Courage.
0: It's great. I love your brand, like checking out your website and the brand professional courage, I think is so on point. So I'll make sure for all of you listeners to link that within the description so you can check that out. Make sure to connect with Chris on these platforms. If you found anything to be useful, if you have any insights or things like that, make sure to tag both of us in a comment, perhaps screenshot this episode and let us know how you felt. So Chris, you're fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Perfect. So this concludes episode 159 of the Career Warrior podcast. We touched upon such important things such as professional courage and the things that we need to do. And I cannot get enough out of the values conversation. I think this is something that we need to discuss with ourselves frequently are what are our values? What do we represent in life? And I think Chris did such a good job in hitting that on the head and motivating us to figure out what our values are and pursue those. So I will link also another helpful episode that you might find helpful, which is episode 31, When Should I Quit My Job? And I may even link a couple of other resume episodes as well. So hope you found this to be useful. I'll see you next time. Go out and enjoy the rest of your day.